When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Tuesday, April 19th. And the 19th. Sorry, can't really read. Um, just to update everybody, my car is still in the shop. <laughs> uh, it's control arms. The control arms in the Model 3, 2018 Model 3, um, uh, they were out. It sounded like I was towing a boat. They said, yeah, it's just worn out. And, and there was a part issue. And um, ironically, it's funny because uh, it's almost like watching somebody remotely because you can see on the app what doors are open, even while it's in service and things. So I know they didn't start working on my car until three o'clock yesterday, even though my appointment was at 9 a.m. Um, the service center here in Marietta, awesome, awesome service center. Um, you can tell that Tesla is becoming uh, a major automaker with just, you know, owning the dealerships, if you will say, in the service centers. This is a, an old Costco where you drive up into the service center. Um, there's three lanes. They, t- you know, they know that you're there. They, they tell you to stay in your car. You stay in your car. They call you over to the desk. It's, it's, it's really, really a good experience. Um, but I was annoyed when they said it would be done by the end of the day. And and again, I didn't have anywhere necessarily to go, but just that anxiety feeling of feeling trapped. So um, Tesla, to talk about the stock, it is it was yesterday under $1,000. So like I said, anytime it goes under $1,000, uh, if you don't have a position, buy in. Uh, this one looks to be turning around here. And like I said, I think this one has 1200 in it um, uh, in the earnings. It's up 0.52. It's at um, 1010 in the pre-market. So it's right around that $1,000 mark. You have earnings coming tomorrow after the bell. Uh, th- this could be a, a, a very large earnings mover. Uh, my assumption is he's going to be taught. Elon will be on there. Uh, I think he's going to uh, surprise people uh, with something. Uh, my guess is that there's some talk about the Cybertruck. Obviously, he's going to talk about Berlin opening, what the production is like. Texas, what the production is like. Um, I think there will be some news there. Uh, he's been all over the media with with his Twitter stuff, but I think he uh, he may want to turn the tables and, and kind of point towards Tesla on this one. So uh, I think that, again, anything under $1,000, I think you'll get it at some point. It's at $1,009 under $1,000. Uh, I may trickle in. I've already got a position here of about $20,000, $30,000 on this one. Uh, so I probably, I may not put more in. Um, in fact, when it hits 1200, I may trim some and then, and buy on a pullback, but this is one, you know, again, there's support here around 800. Um, if it ever does bounce, uh, between 780 and 800, I think that's where it would go to if we see some type of disappointment in the stock. Uh, but any, again, long-term, somebody asked me, the other day, um, 
they said they were in scared to invest money in the, the an S and P tracking fund because they were worried about a two thousand and eight pullback uh, type pullback. Well, the twenty percent that you saw in two thousand and eight on the pullback, does anybody worry about that if they bought at that time today? Um, no. So identify your time horizons for the investment. If it's short term, then identify short term. If it's a long term investment, like I suggest you have in Tesla, don't worry about it. Right now, it's using the the um, 200 day as support. Um, the RSI is at 47. Uh, the MACD looks like it's crossing up. The volume is down. That's one thing that I do worry about. Volume is down. Overall, it's not a downward, a whole downward trend, but it does look like it's, it's trending in the downward direction. Uh, so, um, J&J announced earnings this morning. And J&J, let me just look at my notes real quick. J&J beat earnings per share. Revenue was weak. Um, but the big thing they announced is that they're stopping their COVID, COVID vaccine sales. Um, I would have thought this would have helped Moderna when I kind of read this and, and just saw the headline. I haven't read into the details. I do own J&J um, in a long-term hold. Um, let's see, purchase history. Uh, I bought this one way back in, I will go back, it just goes back to 2012. Um, I initially put, uh, looks like three hundred dollars into J and J. Today, that's worth uh four thousand. So, <clears throat> it's a uh, significant, significant uh, increase. I'm sorry, cost basis was four thousand dollars. So I guess they don't have my cost basis on this one. Um, but four thousand uh, dollars today, it's worth nine thousand dollars. So it's doubled. But it looks like I, I bought this one 2012. I thought maybe I brought it earlier. I don't know. Fidelity's a little messy right now. Um, but I do have a, a position in that one. Um, Netflix reports after the bell. One of the things that I wanted to do actually, and I do this live. I don't, I don't pre-plan this show a lot. I just kind of write notes and, and at someday I'll probably do a, um, getting organized digitally. Because uh, a lot of people ask me how I'm so organized digitally, but I take notes in the Apple Notes app, and I just write down the day as a headline, and I have all my notes going back till when I started this podcast about it. So uh, Netflix does report after the bell uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry, today they report after the bell. Um, this one is weak, and I can't imagine this one going back. Uh, with some of the things that I've read, um, the algorithm, again, this one is a, a little bit of a funky one because <clears throat> it has just been in a downward trend. It hasn't had any good news um, since, I mean, let's go back. Um, it's been a in a downward trend since November. Um, it was up at $600 in November. So this one is just, you know, it's lost 50%, uh, if not more. I'm not calculating that stuff in my head, but uh, they did have some volume here in January around their earnings where they did pop from about 400 up to 450, but ever since then, it's just been in a slide. Um, it's actual low 
looks like, uh, let's look at their 52 week low so we can see how far off the low they are. Uh, 52 week low is 329, 52 week high is 700. It is trading at 337. So it's $8 away from its 52 week low, essentially. Um, I don't know that I'd play this in earnings. If you wanted to play this one, in my mind, again, I think I'd buy puts. Um, the only thing that I can see happening here is that they announce a gaming strategy uh, along with their, their, uh, their video service. So if they announce a gaming strategy that's in um, combination with their streaming service, I think that's a good thing. If they announce a gaming strategy that's not a complement <clears throat> to their streaming service, meaning it's a separate service and you have to pay extra for it and blah, blah, blah. I think that's dangerous, and I don't think that that would be a good one. But uh, Netflix I wanted to look at. Apple I want to look at as well. Uh, I'm going to look at the actual FANG. Um, and Apple is, you're still out. It doesn't look like there's a MACD cross-up coming anytime soon. Their earnings is April 28th, so next week. Um, uh, my particular story on this one is, you know, it, it's kind of, a little bit all over the place. It broke its 200-day. Um, let's look at the daily just so that we're, we're kind of looking at. On the algorithm, you are out. Um, the daily chart, it's pierced its 200-day back on March 16th. Um, it hasn't gotten close to that one. It's been using the 50-day um, ever since then as kind of just a way to bounce here. Um, the 9-day is crawling under. The MACD just doesn't look like it's got anywhere to go but down. Um, the RSI is at 44. That's Apple. Um, if you want Amazon, uh, let's look at Amazon. On the algorithm, you're out on Amazon, <clears throat> but the MACD is significantly closer to crossing up. The RSI is at 42. They have their earnings on the 28th as well. There's a gap here um, down below between, it looks like 2816 and 3000. So uh, the, the, the chances are this one goes down. Uh, I would say it pro you know, you're, you're near a holy cross, the golden cross, I should say, um, on a four-hour chart, on a daily. Uh, let's see where we're at. You're nowhere close. And you still have this gap here between 3,012 and 2,885. Um, my assumption is that we're going to cover those gaps. Uh, you do see a significant volume <clears throat> on those days where it did gap up. Uh, the MACD is nowhere close. Again, I think going into earnings, this one's probably trading flat and waiting for some type of earnings jump. Um, so we did Apple. We haven't done Facebook. Let's do Facebook. Um, Facebook on the algorithm, um, it is well below its 200. You're still out. On this one, there's no MACD cross-up. That seems to be coming soon. The RSI is at 36. Jim Cramer announced for his investment club he's going headfirst into this one, which means it's going to sink like a freaking rock. Um, I would wait, again, in my mind, anything under 200 on Facebook long-term, you're looking really, really good. Uh, but I'd wait for the 200 mark because I think that's coming. Now, the one that's interesting and the one that came out with uh, uh, some news is Google. Uh, there was an, uh, some, some coverage initiated by an analyst 
And they said of all the FANG names, Google is the one that they think has the most upside. This one is ugly, um, coming from 2815 down to 2554 within a matter of like seven days. Um, so it is just straight down. Um, you, you be out. There's the, the MACD is starting to turn up. Uh, I think if you look at 2500 as this one, um, anywhere between 2500 and 2600 getting into this one, I think you can easily ride this up to 3000 um, when we have some positive days. And again, those positive days might be sometime in the summer. They might be sometime, um, you know, within the next 10 days. Who knows? But again, this is a stock that trades between 2500 and 3000 I think 3000 is the level that it's going to get to again. Um, and, I, you know, if you're trading Google, I would trade the G-O-O-G-L. That includes voting rights. It's not that much different because you really have no vote in this anyway because the two uh, founders, Sergey and, and the other one, Larry, um, they own the majority of shares and they own the super voting powers. So they have complete control. There is nothing that you can do. This is faux kind of um, voting control. But G-O-O-G-L is the more valuable of the two. G-O-O-G is just kind of a C-level stock. So uh, their P-E ratio is 22. The 52-week high is 3,030 set in February. The 52-week low uh, was yesterday, 25,553. You are at a 52-week low at a 22 PE ratio on Google, which is growing. This is a reopen play with all of the, uh, the advertising that's going to go on. So I tend to agree with them. Again, the algorithm hasn't triggered. It might trigger. I think anywhere between 2,500 and 3,000 is a buy on this one. In fact, I may go on this one again. Um, so that's your look at FANG. I wanted to do that just because we are coming up into um, earnings season. And I think that those, those names probably will either sink or make the market swim upstream. Um, and again, it's upstream because it's tough. Um, it's a tough, tough environment. Now. Tom Lee was on yesterday, and he said he believes that in the second half of this year, um, well, I should say the second quarter, bonds will be in panic sales mode. Um, people are going to get their statements from the first quarter. If they haven't already, they're going to look at this, um, and they're going to see that bonds are down 7% this year. Um, that will cause people to say, why am I in bonds? And I just had this discussion with a friend. I have no idea why she's been in bonds for 10 years. I told her it makes no sense. Um, bonds, until they start turning around, until they hit <clears throat> a significant 5%, 10% up, I just don't believe that they're going to continue to hold. So I think you'd be out of bonds. Um, now, uh, natural gas is over $8. So your natural gas plays, um, uh, any of, I can't think of them now, UNG. I think is one U.S. Natural Gas Fund um, that is at twenty seven dollars and thirty seven cents. So um, that this has been you've been in this one uh, since February seventeenth, February sixteenth. I'm sorry, at fifteen dollars, it is sliding up. Um, this RSI is at eighty four. <laughs> I don't know why you would buy it at this rate at, at this price, but essentially I've said that since it crossed twenty. Ever since it crossed $20, the RSI has been above 70. And 
the 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 sellers just aren't showing up. They're they're just not selling. Um, it is using the nine day as its support level. It's way above there. There's gaps all over the place on this one, but natural gas ain't going anywhere. Um, there was an analyst yesterday, and I did not know this, but Rio Tinto, um, R I O, has a nine percent dividend. Um, and this one, you know, again, we've been in this one since March 18th on the algorithm at 74. There's gaps all over the place on this one. Uh, the algorithm performance performs 70% versus the buy and hold is 78%. Um, you had 25 positions over a thousand candles, 10 were winners, uh, 15 were losses. By the way, I want to point this out. Notice on many times in the algorithm. Your wins are far fewer than your losses. Um, it, it's almost like baseball. You know, when you have a 300 average, uh, three out of 10 times you're hitting the ball and you're getting on base. And that's considered successful. Um, in the algorithm, you have on this one, four out of 10 are winners. Uh, over a thousand candles, again, you have 10 winners and 15 losers. It's easy to get down with your loser um, because you're losing more. But the reality is the gains make you more. So um, if you find a strategy, uh, don't be concerned with how many times you lose. Look at the overall percentage. And that is one great thing about TrendSpider is when you go back and you do the back testing, it tells you the percentage that you're making over all of these gains. Um, the average win is 11%. The average loss is only 3%. So my strategy with all of these moving averages that are in my algorithm help you get out before the big downturn and it helps you get in but you're not gaining all of the run there's some weight there uh, the macd doesn't cross up at the start of the run many times it's two or three candles in so uh it's a macd strategy but this this has worked it's done well the the the, the golden goose is picking the stocks that it actually works on um and i would say that's where i kind of come in Yesterday, energy, and the reason I bring up um, Rio Tinto is um, energy was up yesterday. Most names were reaching 52-week highs. So uh, Rio Tinto, 9% dividend, um, crazy. Uh, one of my favorites that is coming up again is Qualcomm. And Qualcomm was up yesterday. Let me remove all these annotations. There is a gap here between 139 and 153, um, going all the way back to November of last year. I think we've hit the bottom with Qualcomm. Um, April 14th, you have an in at 141. Uh, today, I think you're trading at 139. Let me look at pre-market. <clears throat> pre-market, you are trading at 139. So um, this was a candle on April 14th. Uh, looks like the morning candle at 841 triggered. You can get in there before. The MACD is starting to go up. The RSI is at 43, so it's not completely oversold. You have earnings coming up on the 27th. Um, the last time this one had earnings, it was February 2nd. Um, you saw a 7% a, uh, earnings per share surprise. What's interesting about this is ever since that one came out, this stock has been in decline. Again, I played this one. I bought it, I think at 170. I sold it at about 185, somewhere in that neighborhood back in February. Um, I was just starting the podcast back up again. Um, this was one that I recommended. 
I recommended, hey, anything under 170, you can kind of buy this one and expect 200. I did not expect it to go down this far. You did have one trade, March 17th, where you got in at 151. You sold at about 152, 153, which avoided the big downturn on this one. <clears throat> if you held on to it, if you're still holding on to it, I think you still got some upside on this one. Again, there's a gap here between 138 and 153. The problem with the chips, and this is what's going to be in, in focus with the earnings next week, is um, they believe that the chip shortage will continue, but that a lot of these uh, like car manufacturers are over-ordering the chips. So essentially, at some point, they're going to wind up canceling orders or reducing the order um, volume, <clears throat> and that these chip companies will be left with just a, a, a glut of chips. So that's kind of where, where Qualcomm is. The other one, I, I would suggest, again, at 140, I'll probably pick some up. Um, I would suggest uh, buying into that one because I do think before earnings, it, it's a quality. It's a quality name, good dividend, um, and, and there's that gap, which I think will pull the stock up a little bit. Um, you know, again, outside catalyst, who knows? Uh, uh, one of my favorites that I've always said is AbbVie. This one has, let's look at their dividend yield. Um, AbbVie's dividend yield, yeah, 3.54%. This has been a monster in the healthcare sector. Um, you just got out of this one, it looks like, in April 14th. Um, the MACD just crossed hard right after the dividend payment on April 13th. This was an absolute sell. People took the dividend. They sold out. The algorithm had you in on January 27th at 136. You're traded all the way up to get out at 163 on the algorithm uh, with a 15% gain. Plus, you were able to get that dividend because the algorithm didn't tell you to get out until after that dividend. The dividend date, um, there is a gap down on this one. That's just a dividend gap down, so it's not really a gap down. Um, but you're treating the 50 day as support on this one. Um, oh, and by the way, they're, they're, they're having a good discussion on, uh, CNBC about masks this morning. So, uh, I'll leave that one out of here, but, uh, go take Andrew Sorkin's, um, Twitter poll, uh, whether you'd, if you're the, the Twitter poll is basically if you know you're sick and you get on a plane, so you knowingly know that you have bronchitis, some type of respiratory infection, you're coughing, you're hacking, uh, do you wear a mask going forward? Or do you just get on the plane and say, screw it, uh, for each his own? And uh, Joe, the conservative on CNBC, is saying, I didn't wear a mask 60 years before, why am I going to start now? Um, Andrew Sorkin is saying, if we didn't, if we didn't learn to be more patient and more caring, um, and, and, and basically not infect other people during the pandemic, what lesson did we learn? So, again, do with it what you want. Uh, it, again, it's, it's knowing that you're sick. Uh, my theory is, you know, I give to charity. <laughs> I care about other people. Why would I want to make someone sick? And, and again, you don't know that you're going to make someone sick, but if you're sick, and, and you're knowingly sick, eh, 
makes sense. But back to stocks. Abvi, I think, is a good one. Uh, UNH. Sorry. I got off on a tangent there. I won't edit it out, though. Um, UNH reported earnings. They were 554. And this was, uh, I missed it by a couple of days, or it was last week. Um, 2% surprise. I think I may have gone over this. You were in on um, February 28th at 465. You're trading up to 434. The MACD is coming down on this one. That We might have an entry. It's using the 21-day support right now. Um, the 50-day is well under that. My guess is that this one levels out at about 520, and maybe we can enter into this one uh, you know, as a healthcare play. Twitter, uh, they did do the, the poison pill on Friday. So Elon's got some hurdles to go over uh, if he does want to do it. Jack Dorsey is bashing his board. He's bashing the news media. He's bashing everybody in this situation. Um, uh, Jack Dorsey is not a fan of his own board. It does sound like there's some drama there. Um, Elon has said he will not pay the board uh, if he takes it over because they don't own shares. They don't log into Twitter. They have done, not done anything to grow the share price, not, have done nothing to monetize the business. Uh, he's not a big fan of those guys. My guess is that they would not be there for, for a long time. Apollo Capital has offered to uh, help fund the takeover. Um, they're a private equity firm, so it looks like Elon probably could do this. Um, Netflix earnings, Tom Lee, shippers, shippers, J.B. Hunt announced, and they had a positive uh, earnings. J.B.H.T. is the symbol. Um, I do think that this one has more room to run. In pre-market, it is up. Um, J.B.H.T., let me look at this one. In Active Trader Pro, pre-market, it is at 175. I bought this one at uh, 173. It's not, hasn't been a big mover. Um, let's see, my average price on JB Hunt is 173. So I'll probably sell this and I think I'm going to go into a different name, uh, shipping name in particular. GOGL is one that I missed out on. I sold at 12 something. Uh, it's now almost at 14. Um, let's see where they are in pre market. Uh, probably over 14. No, just over. Ooh, it's crashed a dollar. Ooh, this one's way down. Um, it's, it closed at 1396. It's at, uh, um, $13. Wow. I don't know why, <clears throat> but this one's going to gap down. Um, it is probably an opportunity. I sold at 1250, I believe somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, but JB Hunt is up one and a half percent in the pre-market. They had a good earnings. Uh, but I may go into Zim. We can look at Zim. Uh, Zim is one. Ah, there's the entry. Yesterday morning, um, in the morning candle, 5504. Uh, that's the entry for Zim. This is a trade. Uh, you're trading at 58 pre-market. So 5504 would have been a great buy. I was busy taking my car in. I didn't get back until the afternoon. Didn't actually check on it in the afternoon. So, uh, Zim is one that, uh, Tom from, uh, from Twitter likes as a trade DAC Danos Corporation ah entry in yesterday's afternoon candle 9222 uh on DAC Danos Corporation 
They're trading at about 93, it looks like, in pre-market, but this one is not one that has a tremendous pre-market um, volume, so you'll have to kind of wait till the open to see that one. EGLE, and again, I may take my 1% profit in, uh, in JB Hunt and, and kind of move it to the, one of these movers. JB Hunt, I think, is a long-term. I do think you get back to 200 on that one. I'm just not sure I want to wait around for it. Um, I'll probably take take some profits and move it to one of the ones that I want to trade. E EGLE, Eagle Bulk Shippers, they had an entry on April 14th last week at 68.61. They're trading at $70 today. Um, this MACD crossed up. You are a bit overbought at this point at 62. It's not crazy. Um, you do have the volume. It's using the 50-day, which is right at 63 as its support level. <clears throat> so my expectation is it would come back to there. Um, but again, the shippers are kind of going nuts. Um, so GOGL, DAC, um, let me see what Tom had mentioned um, with some of the shippers. Uh, Zim, DAC, EGLE, GOGL, um, those are ones that, that he likes. And, and I like them as well. Um, some of the uh, agriculture plays. So Joe T, Joe Terranova on CNBC believes that grain and agriculture um, and specifically Archer Daniels, ADM is one that he really, really, really likes. Um, you had an entry here February 25th at 77. It hasn't seen a, a pullback whatsoever. Your uh, RSI is at 66. It has gone all the way up to 82 on March 25th. You've got earnings coming up. They will probably guide to a crazy, crazy go forward. Um, again, with the, the war in Ukraine continuing, this has a 1.66% dividend yield. They're trading at 94 in pre-market down from a close of 96. I don't know that I necessarily see support other than the, the 9 and the 21 day on this one. Because the 50-day and the 200-day are just moving incredibly straight up. Um, the volume is here. The 10-day the, the volume is 3.4 million. The 90-day volume is 3.4 million. So it hasn't seen a crazy increase in volume. Uh, I think if you can get this around $90, I, you know, again, if the, the looks like the 21-day uh, the is at 93, the 50-day is actually at 90. If you can get this anywhere around $90 prior to earnings, which comes on the 25th, I think you're golden. Um, ADM was the one that he kind of mentioned, and he bought it up. He bought some yesterday, I believe. Um, Bungie Limited BG uh, is, I think that's the one they were talking about. Um, this one is straight up. You'd be in March 22nd. Uh, the symbol is BG. Uh, March 22nd at $110. Today you're trading at $126. That's a 10% move um, within just a month. So you're looking at that one growing up. Um, Nutrien. Uh, let's see. Nutrien. NTR is the symbol. Um, this is one you'd be in, ironically, at 106 April 11th. Um, and it's taken up to 114 This was one that... Uh, in our algorithm, February 1st, you got in at 72 and it rode all the way up until April 6th, where it got you out with a 40% gain, 40% in a month, two months, sorry. Uh, but 
You were out for only a few days. April 8th, it got you in at 106. And today it's at 114. Um, this is a, another uh, aggro play. I Again, the, the RSI is at 70. I think if you can get this at 110, uh, 106 is the, the, um, the last buy-in. But if you can get 110, I think that's a great one. CF, which is another agriculture play. Um, I think this is a um, uh, fertilizer company. But we've talked about this one before. January 25th, you had an entry at $68. Uh, today, you're at 110. Uh, the RSI is at 60, so it's not completely over overbought or oversold. Um, the MACD looks like it's kind of playing a little game. The volume is down, uh, but their earnings is coming up on May 4th. And again, they may they, they may blow things out of the water here. Uh, Mosaic, we've talked about this one before. Um, this is a fertilizer company as well. You had an entry here on February 1st at 42. Um, the RSI is a crazy 71. You're at 78 today. Uh, you haven't gotten out of this one. The 200-day, the 50-day, the it's using the 9-day as support. Um, if you want to play an ETF for all of these together, uh, MOO, MOO, uh, this is one that the algorithm had us in at 95. It's at 107 for an ETF. That's a crazy, crazy move. The volume is just incredible on this. Um, the RSI is moving downward. It's at 59. Uh, my guess is you could probably pick this up at about 103 or 104 if we start to see a pullback. But again, I think um, just outside catalysts, you're not going to see a pullback on this. One that I saw yesterday that I may double down on again is Snowflake. Um, Snowflake is trading at 192. Let's see what it's at pre-market. Um, I unfortunately have not rode this one all the way up to two, 240, 250. I should have sold this one. Um, I have a small position. The 10 day volume is 5.3 million. The 90 day volume is 5 million. So you are slightly up on the volume, uh, indicators. It's trading at 193 pre-market. This one, you'd be out in the algorithm. It doesn't look like you're coming up, but the RSI is at 33. This one is so oversold down at these levels. You had an entry, which I took March 16th at 184, and you got out with a 15% gain on April 7th. I did not take that 15% gain. Again, should have listened to my algorithm. I look at this one a lot. My snowflake, my average purchase is 185. Um, I've only got $5,000 in there. I'm only up $200, 3%. Um, but you're trading at 192. I do think this is a good... Uh, opportunity. May 25th is their earnings, so you're still a month away from earning. Um, but I, I think I wrote that one down. NEO, under $20 again. Um, this is the China stocks have been hurt. Uh, they're not looking very good. You'd be out as far as the algorithm goes on um, April 8th. What was funny was this got you in March 17th at $17. You got out April 8th. Um, so just about two, three weeks, 12% gain. Um, the algorithm doesn't have you in. The RSI is at 40. The MACD is sliding down. The volume is sliding down on this one. Uh, I would not buy into this one just yet. I just wanted to alert everybody that NEO is under 20. Um, hype Machine, Jim Kramer Hype Machine Ford. We've talked about it. Um, 
This had a buy-in April 14th, so just last week, at $15. Their ex-dividend date is coming up on the 25th. This does not pay a significant dividend, but let's see what their, uh, their yield rate is. Um, their yield is 2.5%, so it's not a bad dividend. Uh, it's trading up at 15.68 in the pre-market, 15.50. I think you get into this one. Uh, I think their earnings coming up on May 2nd, they will probably announce another disappointing earnings. Um, but I, I don't think, you know, their, their EP, um, PE ratio is three. This is trading almost at the value of the company. Uh, you know, Jim Farley has done a good job of turning this one around. I think you can ride this one 15 to 20 again. Um, I, I, again, if you don't want to play earnings, I'd wait until the earnings, the ex-dividend date of 2%, it's coming up. Um, I may just buy in at 15, you know, if I can get it at 15.50, I may put in for a $15.50 buy since the algorithm says that, um, this one, uh, the performance chart. So the algorithm only makes you 77%. And I say only because the actual stock made you 225%. And remember I talked about wins and losses. There were only 10 wins and 21 losses over those thousand candles. The average win, 17%. The average loss, 4%. So if my average loss on this algorithm is only 4%, um, just because the move is not that great, I'm going to take the chance on 4% because I'm getting 2% back on the dividend. So I think at 1550, this one makes sense playing. Um, try and put that one in. Um, PSX. Uh, this is Phillips Petroleum, I believe. Yeah, Phillips 66. This is a petroleum play. Um, their earnings are coming up April 28th, which is quickly coming up. Um, the algorithm has you out on this one. But energy stocks have been crazy. Uh, let's look at this. Um, their PE ratio is 29, so it's super high. Their dividend yield is 4%. This is trading at 86. Yesterday, it traded up to 87. Yesterday's day range was 82 to 87. Um, again, the algorithm has you out. This one, uh, the algorithm performance is 50%. The, uh, the, the actual... Um, Asset performance is 48%, so it's right on par. Um, you had only nine wins, 20 losses. The most recent one was an entry on March 21st and an exit on April 12th for a 5% gain. Um, you do have this gap here between 82 and 83. Um, since the algorithm has you out, I think it's going to cross up this more on this morning's candle. Yeah. It looks like it's going to cross up on this morning's candle. You can probably get in. I, I'd say put in a, a, a trade for 85 today, maybe 84, between 84 and 85, I, I would think. Um, and again, if you put it in for 85, I think that's a good one. Um, but 85, in my mind, I think you're running this one into earnings at 90. These guys are going to post incredible earnings. I'm telling you, this is going to be record earnings. They're going to say, hey, there's not. There's only two percent of the the company's um, shares that are shorted on this. Nobody's betting against energy. Um, this is what's crazy. Nobody's betting against energy. So, um, Guy Adami uh, on uh, uh, CNBC yesterday said that. So um, this is another one. And and when we talk about shippers. Um, 
we talk about FedEx and UPS and the two together. And by the way, I know I'm going long today, but um, FedEx, you would have a buy-in. It looks like on April 14th, so last week at 207. Um, the asset performance is 69%. The algorithm performance is 65 So you're on par. This is a good company. Um, they're just not performing as well as they should be. So you do have some upside in UPS, in FedEx um, because their PE ratio is, just type this in correctly. I typed the symbol in wrong. Um, their uh, PE ratio is 11. UPS PE ratio is 12. So it's right on par. Now, UPS hasn't traded down at a PE ratio of 12 for years. Um, it's because shipping is just not, they're not getting a, you know, a lot of money for shipments today. Um, ironically, ooh, look at this one. You do have a buy-in here on UPS. 186 um, as of yesterday morning. I'm sorry, yesterday afternoon. 186 on UPS. Their earnings are coming up on April 25th. You did have the death cross on this one, um, April 11th, but that's when the stock was up at 205. You're down 10% from there. I think you take the chance. Uh, it's trading at 187 pre-market, but 186.41 was the purchase price um, yesterday. Uh, I think you take that chance. UPS, again, mainstay. Um, their dividend yield is 3%. Uh, I don't know when their next dividend is coming up, but it does look like it's paid recent, shortly after their uh, earnings. So they'll probably announce a dividend. Um, they may have significant earnings, but shipments have been down. So. Um, you know, again, this is kind of just a just an option there, but I think UPS, I'm really liking that. So today, uh, you know, any of the the agro plays, you can try Moo, um, Qualcomm. I think is a good one. Uh, energy, try Energy, Moderna. Just so you know, kind of with um, J and J saying that they weren't going to sell Moderna, you'd still be in. There was a, a purchase April 13th on uh, the algorithm. And that was uh, $171. You're trading at $154 today. Um, the algorithm is not going to get you out of this one until a couple of moving averages move a little lower. So I don't know that you're necessarily staying in. This one's down again today on the J&J &J news. You have earnings coming up on May 3rd. Um, these guys are complete hype play. Um, let's see what the insiders are doing. So there is not one insider say, uh, buy. No, I can't see any. There's awards, no buys. Never a buy from any insiders. Not one. There's awards, but never, not once a buy. Um, ben Sell has been, he's the uh, director. He's been selling the entire time. So, um, yeah. This is a hype play. Performance chart. Algorithm gets you 451% over 1,000 candles. Just buying and holding got you 213. The algorithm is significantly better. In fact, you double 
their performance uh, on the algorithm. This is this is a hype play stock. Until they come out with something more than just COVID, this is a hype play stock. Uh, I am 52, uh, 51, 52 in August. I have not gotten my second booster. I will get my second booster. I'm waiting for these guys. I think on their earnings or around their earnings, they announced that they've gotten Omicron uh, included vaccine that has tested against Omicron. Again, it's a hype machine. There's going to be hype around this one. So uh, am I getting in at 150? My, my guess is if it touches 140 again, I'd probably purchase there. Um, let's see, mRNA in the pre-market. Yeah, they're at 149 is the bid, 150 is the ask. So I'd probably put a buy in here if it breaks the 150 mark, a small play. Um, throw something in here. I think this one's worth it for earnings. Um, again, you always, the 50-day the is moving up towards the 200. And I think these guys, you know, if it's a hype play, they want the stock to move in that direction. Um, I would think, again, there's no insider buying here, but they're going to say something on their earnings that's going to make this thing fly. Just my guess. Okay, I have rambled enough today. Um, I will continue to look at these things. Again, the chips, Qualcomm, AMD. I still hold AMD at 113. Haven't dollar cost averaged. Haven't done anything with that one. Um, AbV. Looks like it's going to uh, be an opportunity for you. Any of the shippers, JB Hunt, they announced they're good. Zim was up. Um, uh, GOGL is an opportunity that now that it's so far down, it's come down from $14 down to $13. Um, I haven't looked at the news. Snow, um, Snowflake, uh, there's a, there was a, a note I wrote that Snowflake had a gap at 164 but I don't see it. Let me see if it's on the daily. Um, let me see if I see this gap. I see a gap above, but I do not see a gap anywhere at 164. I think a trader that I followed on, um, no, there's no gap here at 164. Again, you're at 192. Um, the 52 week low is around 163. I do see a gap here, but it's been covered between 172 and 174. Um, but that wasn't even a gap. So I don't know what they were talking about. I just had a note. Their earnings are coming up. Snowflake is one that I've looked at. Ford, since you have a buy on this one and their earnings are coming up, their ex-dividend date is, is close, 1550. Again, I think you get a, a, a hype machine here from Jim Cramer. Just my guess. Okay. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm going to pick up my car. Wish me luck. Talk to you later.